0: This is Mike Malcolm, and you are listening to the Illinois Podcast.
1: All right, Mike, you know what it is. I was going to say, you better spike that, and spark that joint up, folks. You know what it is, uh, Mike. Malcolm is back on the Illinois podcast. Mike, thank you for setting aside time in your day to come back on the show.
0: Man, anytime, always, brother. You already know.
1: Hell yeah. Well, um, you know, I've been sharing uh, some a quote that uh, you were recently, well, just to get right to it, you were recently featured in the Financial Times. Actually, before I get to that, remind people yeah. where they can find you online.
0: You can find me everywhere at Weed Travel Food, we Eat Travel Food.com. We travel food on almost all social media platforms, or you can just Google my name, first name, last name, Michael Malcolm, M A L C O L M, and uh yeah, you definitely find me on the Illinois podcast as well. This what <laughs> uh, yeah. be our, our fourth, it's our fourth, I, fifth. Many I, I many think so. so
1: <laughs> I think it's our fourth, and I'll always bring up, I'm, man. I'm so I'm not thank- going to
0: count those three.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, One, yeah, don't, first <laughs> don't count those Yeah, people that don't know Mike, Malcolm, and I, when we first started collaborating We tried to do this podcast And I was having a shitstorm of a day If you go back and listen to the podcast Some of the content's kind of timely So it may not be worth the full listen You know, Because we were talking about things that happened at the time But at least the beginning of the show is entertaining Because I'm explaining that You know, I was trying to connect with Mike I think off a device And then we, so we recorded an entire hour and then we lost that to the to the abyss and then we tried to record again and my fucking pipes burst in my apartments and so this fucking guy's ripping shit out of the walls while I'm trying to like record a podcast <laughs> with you and I'm just like man the world is trying to make this not happen they don't want us to win you know nah,
0: you know I wasn't trying to hear none of that I'm like let's just do it again
1: you yep. know
0: I'm like we'll just yeah. do it again Yeah, yeah, you were
1: super cool about it, and I I always bring up. uh, I will never forget the fact that I mean, you were our first guest. I completely like I told you before the show when I messaged you, I was like, "He ain't gonna respond to me," and you did, and you taught you ingrained um, some values in me that I try. I still hold true to this day. uh, Give and gain. It's a quote that I attribute to you all the time, and uh, so yeah, thank you, man, for this uh, relationship, and I look forward to the. You know, obviously this this thing continuing, and here here we are, right? Yeah,
0: thank you, Carl. Appreciate you as well. You and Justine, you guys are awesome.
1: Hell yeah! And you're always you're always good about giving Justine a shout out. You know, sometimes people <laughs> see, and folks that are listening, by the way, Justine's doing her own thing on the Illinois podcast. So stay tuned for more ladies only episodes and stuff. You know, and and she nice. yeah. So she, folks that like Justine um, and feel like I talk too much, well, hey. Here's your opportunity to listen to more of Justine. So, um, yeah. Give the ladies yes. what they want, man. That, yeah, give the people what they want, right? So sure. Especially um, the
0: ladies. Especially the ladies. No, give the ladies what they want.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't do <laughs> that, nobody's happy.
0: Yeah, Skip the dudes, man. We need the ladies to be happy. That's
1: right. Your mom taught you right, Mike.
0: Yeah, man. I grew up in a house full of women, man. You keep the ladies in your life happy, bro. You have a great life.
1: Hell yeah! Well, dude, uh, you know a recurring topic that we've discussed is uh, the fact that I mean you are an applicant for some licenses here in uh, the state of Illinois. Obviously, uh, you're not operating right now, right? People know the story. We've we've uh, we've covered it a lot of times, but I think the the latest thing that that I think is substantive that has been coming out is the idea that. Maybe we've been waiting all this time for nothing. And uh, just to, to put you in the direction I'm trying to steer this conversation, I recently saw you were quoted in the Financial uh, Times. Um, you're you're talking about, um, you're basically saying it's too soon to tell if minorities will actually become business owners. Um, I'm reading out of Financial Times at this point. Point, folks if you want to look up the article the headline is can racial equi- equality be built into the u.s cannabis industry uh shout out to brie i'm pretty sure she's the uh the woman that's pictured in the she is. the headline yeah she was on our podcast so shout out to brie um nope. she hates that they continue to use that picture by the way so i know I'm i g- talked to her, her about that <laughs> I anyways about
0: that. i was like oh shit i'm like i hate that they fucking used you in this picture but fuck i'm in to kind of sky yeah <laughs> hey man shit. though like, got, you know i'm like i gotta post it you know
1: absolutely so like i say you were you know they were kind of referencing you when they were saying industry insiders say maybe it's too soon to tell if minorities will become business owners michael malcolm um an african-american realtor and cannabis consultant who qualifies as a quote social equity applicant Because he has a cannabis conviction, estimates it takes $1 million to open a single uh, cannabis store. Um, He says many of those competing against him in Illinois' new uh, dispensary licensing lottery won't have the capital or expertise to operate a business. This is something you actually alluded to, I think, in your last appearance on the show. You talked about the fact that little by little, some of these people are signing away percentages you know, uh, and some people are getting pretty low to where it's basically not their company anymore. And just to really quickly uh, finish the the thought of what I think is really substantive out of this article, what you're saying, and it was reaffirmed by three people in a capital uh, summit that I attended at Grown In. I actually asked the question, I I quoted you and I said, you know, Mike Malcolm says we're going to see a lot of licenses sold off as soon as they're awarded. Uh, which could leave the industry still largely in control of better capitalized white people, right? And there was no dissent on this panel uh, from Grown In. Shout out to uh, Mike Fouché and Brad Spearson for putting this thing on, because I, I personally learned a lot. And this this yeah, is shout something... Shout
0: out to Grown In. They're good guys.
1: Yeah, great guys. And this is something that they just reported on, actually, this, this conversation, which is that, I mean, it's looking very likely that we're going to see these licenses get awarded and then the people that win them will just sell them off.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, there's two parts to that, right? Um, Cause nothing is, you know, one thing about when I do uh, interviews, I've noticed, you know, obviously they never take the full quote. They never take everything that you say into context. So she got what I said, uh, Patty, I believe was her name, the uh, interviewer. Um, She got most of what I was saying correct, but a few things. Number one, I was saying that as far as people not having the expertise or the capital, that really has more to do with the way that the state set up the licensing process. It's not so much on the people not having the capital, but it's the, the, the amount of capital that's needed right and it's not so much about the people needing to have the expertise it's about the expertise that's needed according to the application right right and then you add on the fact that a veteran has to be in control so it's not like anybody that has this type of expertise or money can get in it has to be somebody who is willing to give either give their company up to a veteran so that they can qualify and get 100 points i mean 100 percent of the points or It has to be somebody who, a veteran who has the expertise already, which there just aren't many just because it's a brand new industry. Either way, there's not a lot of people in that position. So, um, and then to that same point, uh, when it comes to people uh, selling off their licenses, I think that that was going to happen anyway, right? That was going to happen anyway. And let me also say that I don't think like that's necessarily uh, like, should be stopped. Like, people have the right to. I mean, the point is to make money, right? So, if you get a license, you can sell it for 10, 20 million dollars, you know, five million dollars, eight million dollars. I don't know, you know, for some people, some people, maybe that's a good deal. A lot of people, that's going to be the most money they've ever seen in their life, you know, ever offered to them. And some people are going to take that deal. Um, but the reason why the point that I was making in that article that when I say she didn't really capture the full context is the question that she actually asked had more to do with what did I think about the new licenses that were going to be issued by the state so the state's remedy to fix the the problem with the veteran points was that they're going to add 115 new dispensary licenses to the Illinois market right and they're going to have this lottery for 115 new licenses the problem with that is the problem that I saw from the very beginning, which is supply. How are you gonna open up 115 new stores and not have any new supply? There's already a strain on the on the supply now, right? Mm-hmm. So how the hell are you gonna open up 115? It, it's the dumbest thing ever. And so what I said was, I said the state has done more to ensure that people are gonna sell off these licenses than ever before because they put all they're gonna give away all these new licenses with no new supply these people are not going to be able to operate their stores because they're not gonna have any inventory to put on the shelves right that was the point that i was making in that now she you know like i said she didn't catch the full context i'm fine with what was written but that was the point that i was making it's not just That they're not going to have money, or it's just not that they're going to have expertise. It's that they're going to open up 115 new stores, no new supply, right? And so, what's going to happen? A large amount of these people are going to sell off their licenses to people who can afford to not make money for a few years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant by that. I didn't was just saying, oh, people are just going to sell their licenses. No, 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 no. They're going to sell their licenses because the state is putting out. 115 new retail spots with no new supply the craft cultivation not being prioritized it was a terrible mistake from the very beginning when i first saw the license uh, application dispensary license applications in 2019 i saw that uh the state was pro- was putting the retail the dispensaries before the supply which is the craft cultivation and that is really what powers and makes a robust uh, industry right you have to have competition not only in the um, in the in the retail market but also in the supply market if people are all buying the same thing then it's not any real competition and it makes it a very stagnant market which we in uh, a stale market which we say we see here right now and um, you know like I've said before you know I've been open with it before I partnered with Columbia care, to go after my dispensary licenses. The reason that I did that was because I saw in the very beginning, when the state put out the, the license uh, guidelines and their plan on what they were doing with these licenses, I saw from the very beginning that the retail was gonna come out way before the cultivation was. And I know how long it takes for cultivation to get up and running. So I knew right then and there that, that there was gonna be a uh, opportunity for the existing operators to starve out those new licensees and force them to sell. So instead of me being forced to sell because I don't have supply to put on my shelves, I decided to partner with someone who already, with a company that already has a supply here. So, and part of my contract is that they supply me. (laughs) Is that I get a license, they put product on my shelf. You know what I mean? So I took care of my supply issues early on, knowing that there's no craft grow anytime soon. Because even if they mm-hmm. were, they're not going to give out licenses for craft grow this year. It's not going to happen. And if they, even if they do it to next year, which is 2022, there's no flower that's going to from the craft grow market that's going to come to market here in Illinois. I would bet my bottom dollar the end of 2023 at the earliest. Like it's nowhere in sight. Mm-hmm. We're two years out on any craft flower being uh, being a, a, uh, available for purchase. But they're talking about putting out licenses later this summer. It just, you know, it's just, a, it's fucked from the beginning. That's why, I, you know, I get frustrated so much when I hear them say things like, oh, we did our best. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, you did not. You did not do your best. If it's your um, best, you don't deserve that job, but whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. I to loosely quote uh, Fabian from Chicago Cush. Uh, Shout
0: out to the homie Fabian.
1: Yeah. He, uh, I was trying to loosely quote him but maybe actually quote him he he said um what, what you're seeing basically is oh here he is. here's here's his actual quote i'm a firm believer that generally systems produce the outcomes they are intended to produce the crta was the brainchild the cannabis regulation tax act that's what legalized adult use sales uh folks and it also included all these license lotteries we're talking about was the brainchild of a corrupt of, of corrupt legislators and corrupt or, sorry, corporate insight on the industry. Sadly, this outcome was inevitable. I think that's a really good way, short way of putting.
0: Yeah, work. you know, I you know, I don't know if they corrupt or they're incompetent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's the truth. That's the truth of the matter. I really, I really don't know. And I mean, I mean that. I mean, I'm being genuine. I just really don't know. I watched some of the general assembly, uh, and I watched the legislators go back and forth talking about these issues, and so many of them are just they just don't know the problems. They don't understand the issues of the social equity applicants. So again, me seeing that, I realized that the problems were never going to be fixed. What they were, what they, I will give them credit for doing something, right? Because I don't want to just keep kicking them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think people like LaShawn Ford are genuine when they say that they want to fix the problem. Okay. The problem, the, the bigger issue is that he can't do it by himself. Right. And in any type of government, compromises have to be made. So, like, you know, I think they did a good job with trying to fix the issues with the with the lottery system. Um, the fact that it's a lottery system is a problem for me, but whatever, uh, has always been a problem for me. But, you know, when the, the main issue, when it came to our licenses being scored, The main issue that most people had were were, were those veteran points, Mm -hmm. right? I'm like, hey, take those veteran points out of here because they don't have anything to do with being able to, you know, an application. Like, what does that have to do with anything? And because it's not like, oh, it's only two points. Yeah, but that's a major, major thing. So the only way you get those two points is if a veteran has 51% control and ownership of your company you know me now like we've been talking over a year now you we've been following each other why would i as as resourceful as i am right all the contacts and connections why would i give up my company to somebody else just because they're a veteran and i'm not what does it have to do with the business yeah. that we're in right. nothing absolutely right. nothing right so um so anyway those veteran points were the issue right and so the legislators, instead of just saying, okay, we're gonna rescore them and just take out those points and you just have to qualify based off the okay, you don't want it to be one hundred percent of the available points. I was talking to somebody, I'm not gonna say his name, somebody who's a somebody in 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 the you know, in yep. the wheel that's trying yep. to get the stuff to go. I was telling him, I was like, Man, you know, if they wanna lower it so you don't have to have a perfect score to get in. Then it needs to be lowered to like 95%, 92%, maybe at the very lowest 90%. At the very lowest 90%, meaning that you get your scores back, right? And as long as you score in the top percentile, right, and the very – as long as you get an A on your test, right, you get into the lottery. Yeah. For them to drop it to 85%, now you just flood the lottery with a whole bunch of people who couldn't even get – uh, uh, couldn't even fix their scores after right. we got deficiencies and got told what the problems were. Right. So you get, you get told what the problems are, right? You get an opportunity to fix it, and you still don't fix it. And you think you should be able to get a, a license for that? Like Again, I want people to be in, but it is at some point a competition, right? And mm-hmm. again, it's not like, oh, top scores have the... Pro-. No, no, no. It's a lottery. So mm-hmm. me, I'm sure my shit, I would... I scored over ninety-two percent uh, on my license. If I was just just gonna do like a grade, you know, score it, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. But I scored over ninety-two percent, even if I don't address any of the deficiencies that I got, and I got a couple little small things. Yeah. But even if I said fuck that, I'm not doing anything to change. I know I'm in the lot, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm over, uh, well, I'm definitely over eighty-five percent, but I was over ninety percent uh, with my original uh, app. So for people to be able to for them to tell us what was wrong and then people still don't get it right it's like do you really should you really get you know what i'm saying like should you really have yeah. that opportunity it's just so like you know and again i put that but that's the state the state did that so mm-hmm. again i can get i can score a i got 10 apps in i score a you score you i mean i can score a 95 percent which is a a, a, technically, you know, we go on Mm -hmm. school terms, you score 85%, which is technically a B. Right. Mm -hmm. And we got the same equal chance to get in. Like the fact that I have, uh, like obviously may know more or, you know, none of that shit matters. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm like, so when, um, another outlet, um, reached out to me and was like, Oh, aren't you happy? And I'm like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I get annoyed. Like, uh, I'm not gonna tell that, but I just I just get frustrated with like I always feel like they do these small incremental changes, and then they want like they ass kiss because they mm-hmm. recognize that they fucked up, and then they like try to address it, and they just fuck it up all over again. And like, oh look what we did! Aren't you happy now? I'm like, no, I'm not fucking happy, man. Y'all right. keep fu- y'all keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, say so you had opportunity to change it, and then you just fucked it up again. Like right. no, I'm not happy. It's not like and so they're like, oh, well, you do you think you have a better chance? Yeah, I got a better chance, but barely. You know what I'm saying? Barely, I got a better chance, and it's just frustrating. And um, honestly, I just want this shit to be over with. So that yeah. I, you know, it's really hard for me to, uh, you know i'm not no sob story but it's you know i have opportunities where i could do other stuff and i have really been putting off a lot just because of this thing that i have because i'm the type of person where i'm not going to start doing something or i'm not going to commit make commitments to people uh, yeah. to do things if i don't know if i can see them all the way through so mm-hmm. i'd rather i'd rather not get started and then have to end it in six months because i know this project is going to take two or three years you know, but but now I got my situation. you know what I'm saying? Now my situation, right. changed so I can go do my own thing. Like I just don't wanna do that. So I, I really just want this shit to be over with more than anything. And um uh I have um some ideas and some strategies in mind to where like I said, I'm not going anywhere whether I get a license or not, I'm gonna be in the thick of it. So um, you know, I'm ready for whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, hey man, I, I this is why I like podcasting because, like you said, I imagined I and I've done like interviews. Like you say, it's usually like uh, I think. Oh shit! Now I'm gonna send people on an internet search. Um, <laughs> I think I've been on like an interview for like TV or whatever, and you like say this whole. You know, they interview you for 15 minutes, but they only clu- include five seconds of your interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, um, I, I totally get the that. Sign. Right, so and all
0: I that wall, that financial times art uh uh interview yeah that i did was oh i talked to her for over an hour you wow. saw how how short
1: yeah it, it was right at the very end i almost <laughs> looked over it
0: <laughs> she has she a couple little lines from me you know it was cool especially yeah. that last part where, where I well dude about. it's a so kicker
1: she... it's a kicker uh way to end the article i mean like i say i almost looked over it because i'm like yeah you know i'm reading the article and i'm like i mean these are kind of things that i'm i've seen coming uh, but when you when she put what you said the way she put it it like i was like shit i got i mean i took a fucking screenshot of it and i was like i gotta share this shit this is i mean this is exactly what they were talking about in the grown-in summit and here it is in the financial times from mike from mike malcolm of it, of anybody so yeah and i
0: didn't i didn't know that they were having a grown-in summit i wish i had known about that but yeah uh they uh, maybe I didn't know about it. I don't know, but um, but uh yeah, I mean, the selling. This is the thing, though. The selling of the licenses were always going to happen, and mm-hmm. if we're talking social equity and it's a free country, people have the right to sell those licenses. The my point was that yep. so licenses were all re- were always going to be sold. My point yep. is by doing this, putting out so many licenses in such a short period of time with no new supply, it's right. going to just expedite the sale of these licenses. Yeah, right. Because, exactly. Because the people been waiting for so long. Now they just want to check and they're like, look, you don't give me a million dollars for a piece of paper. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like that is what's going to happen.
1: Well, and at the end of the day, you know, you think about it. Um, uh, would it really be right if we gave you a license? Let's just hypothetically say the state of Illinois awarded you a license, Mike, and you built a solid brand and you decided, fuck man, this is, this is worth X amount of dollars. And if I sell it now, I can move to fucking Bermuda for the rest of my life. Why wouldn't we allow you to do that? So to your point, I don't think anybody should be, I mean, I'll be honest. I was going to come into this interview with a question of like, what was the whole point? If this is going to happen, you know, but um, at the end of the day though, I also see like, why would we prevent somebody from selling something that's theirs? Right. So,
0: yeah well again then there's a flip side to that right because the intention right the intention is to have more black and brown ownership more diversity ownership in the industry so you know i think that it then takes it makes it even more important for people like myself to tell people which is what i'm doing right now i haven't yet i've thought about doing it was going to be the first time i've said anything like this like if people want to sell their licenses just talk to me first Just talk to me first. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to buy it, but I know people who will, and I know people who, uh, you know, are of color, some of color, some not, you know, but I know just good people who are going to do the right thing, you know, who actually care about the plant. You know what I'm saying? I know I have professional friends. You know what I'm saying? That uh, I was just asking friends that are professionals. Not professional yeah. friends. I have <laughs> friends that <laughs> I have friends that are professionals. These though. people
1: have been training to be your friends.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> who will tell I pay them to be my friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have friends who are professionals who are just going to do the right thing. You know, they're not greedy. They already have money. They want to do something fun and cool and they got some money to spend and it's not going to be no fucking lame shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they not, they've been entrepreneurs their whole life. So they don't, you know, they're not answering to anybody. Like, that's the type of people I think, you know, that's just going to make a healthier uh, industry. You know, and the goal, like I said, is ultimately, I believe, I'm going to speak on behalf of the state, even though they can't say this because it's discrimination. Uh, but this, the, the goal of social equity is to have ownership in more black and brown hands. I know some black and brown people that have some money.
1: Yeah. So to, really quick, uh, before mm-hmm. I wanted to get back to uh, a point I wanted to, to return to that you made. Um, I want to clarify what you said. Are you saying that, because I've heard that before, that the state won't come out and say that this was the point of it because technically speaking, that's discrimination, right? Um, yeah. The way that it's, another way that it's been said by a guest is like, it's, you know, we're talking about giving people an opportunity in an industry because there's been a privileged class. So as a result, we're creating another privilege, basically another privileged class Um, based on this criteria, so but but because of because of the way that like laws are, I don't look. I'm stepping way outside of my bounds when I say this, but like you (laughs) said, because of the way laws are or whatever else, if the state of Illinois came out and said that, that would set themselves up for like more lawsuits than there already are. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, 100. And and you know. I'm, being, I'm gonna choose my words carefully because I'm gonna sure. say something that's a little dicey, right? But I would almost, I would almost put it, look at it. I would look at it. Social equity is almost—it's like the civil rights movement, right? Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement was started by black people because of the way they were treated, right? And everybody knew it. And black, and white people—you know, white allies and black people—got together, and said, "Okay, we want to start the civil rights movement," right? But when the laws were created, right, they could not say black people get mm. this.
1: Right. Black right. people
0: get that. Right. Because you can't do that. Right. Because then white people could say that's discrimination.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Well, you flip it on the inverse and you think about it like, oh, well, white people get this. White people get that. It's like, yeah. what the fuck?
0: Right. You but, but you can't make a law for a race of people. You can't do it. All okay. right. It's just just and, Right. It goes against the ideas of equality. Right. So you can't address inequality by creating laws of more inequality, almost like the point that you were saying before. So in that same way, right, when civil rights passed, yes, it was good for black people, but it also helped white people. Mm (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's not and not just white people, but it helped everybody. It helped everybody uh the lgbtq community uh uh, all these different groups any group any racial group any uh, any ethnicity or ethnic group you want to think of including different ethnic uh, ethnic ethnic groups of white people right Mm -hmm. it helped them and a lot of people helped the women's movement i mean you just name it like the civil rights it wasn't like oh only black people gained from that everybody did Social equity is the same thing, right? I know people, I know, I can say that. I know attorneys. (laughs) I always have to think about what I'm saying. I know attorneys who apply as social equity applicants because they live in Westtown or because they live in Logan Square, which Mm -hmm. are super uppity fucking neighborhoods. Yeah, it's a little hood and yeah, traditionally, but that shit has been gentrified. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing like it used to be. And yeah, you've lived there the last 10 years. And maybe when you moved in, it was a little sketchy, but it sure as hell ain't like that now. And you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right? right? You, you know, you make hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and you're a fucking attorney. And now you apply you applying for social equity licenses, white lady. You know what I'm saying? Applying for social equity access, not because not because you've arrested for a crime, but because you live in an area. Yep. Again, they had to target those areas based off of demographics. That's the only way they could really ensure that it was going to be black people and brown people that were going to be applying for those licenses because they had to target the neighborhoods that they live in Mm primarily because Chicago is such a racially segregated city. So those areas were targeted. Right. And Illinois, just in general, is a racially segregated state, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so um but that's how the state said we want this for black and brown people without mm-hmm. putting it in the paperwork because they can't.
1: I see. So that's that's where we hear the words of if you lived in a neighborhood that was disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. They it's right. saying that without saying that's well, right. Well, I was about to, I was about to say that generally speaking, people that have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs don't look like me. In other words, like I, you know, like if you're a person of color, like you, you, you've, you know, like, okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is whites use as much as we all pretty much use the same, but the, mm-hmm. the rates of punishment differ. And that's, I think the point right. that we're, like, we're trying to right some wrongs, right? Right, correct. So, so hey, yeah. I, I wanted to say, man, I, you know, and I'm preaching to the choir, a.k.a. my audience when I say this. This is why we do this podcast, because I wanted to give you full context. I imagined there was more that you had to say on that, and so that's why I love that you were able to to go all, go, go all over the place with that. It, yeah, you know, I,
0: could, I definitely appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you for giving me a platform to say that that and the whole thing, with, like I was just saying before with the whole, because I, you know, I had a, a couple of interview requests and they kept on saying, well, aren't you happy? Don't, don't, aren't you happy that you have a chance now? And I'm like, again, yeah, not to be like that, but don't, I just don't like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say that, but just. I don't like being trained, like, oh, aren't you happy? Like, I'm not a starving fucking artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't treat me like, oh, this is my There's a vibe
1: when they ask that
0: question. Your chance, yeah, your chance is your chance. You have a chance. Let me put it this way.
1: Here, let me act like them, right? I'm going to, like, talk to you like you're a kid. (laughs) You ready to go, champ? You excited? Right, right. Excited for your whack? You know? Yeah. Ready to swing? I don't know. I'm being stupid, but that's how it felt, right?
0: Yeah, you got an opportunity, right? I'm like... I guess,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so, okay. I want to, I want to address that because I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to, to give full context. And I took some notes while you're talking about some of the things they say, cause I, you're, you're on the track. I, we've talked about this before, uh, like you and I, um, and we've ta- I've talked about it separately on the show, this whole idea of how they approached it. Like you said, it was a fundamental failure. Um, not to have, you know, more supply lined up with the rollout of these new stores. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It goes all the way back to that motherfucking demand study that they produced right before adult use went live. Normal was saying we're woefully un- underprepared. We need to have more licenses. We need to encourage uh, more. You know, I don't know, I don't want to put words in normal's mouth, but you guys can look up the demand study and the I always say the cultivators produced a counter study saying, "Nah, we've got the supply." In fact, you know, could, and I believe, I always say this, I believe they say something to the effect or this is the implication that I felt. They want they even asked the state like, "Can we have a no, con- you know, no competition for a year?" I always say, "What did they I always ask the question, what did they end up getting?" No competition for a year, but again, I don't I digress. I want to um Actually, take. I think that they actually. This this is maybe. I don't want to be the pessimist here, but I just always bring up that craft cultivators are set up to fail. Um, yes. And so, like,
0: which uh, is why I didn't apply.
1: Yeah, I. And so I think it'd be cool. I want to talk about that for a second because, you know, we talk about the solution to the problem we're seeing now is having craft, you know, cultivators go first, but really. Again, the cannabis law is just inherently flawed. And specifically, I'm referencing craft cultivators being limited at first to 5,000 square feet. I'm reading off of uh-huh. cannabisindustrylawyer.com, our good friend Tom Howard from Cannabis Legalization News. Shout out to him for always producing uh, accurate content that I can reference. Um, Shout out to him. So, yeah, 5,000 square, pe- square feet of canopy space on the premises for plants in the flowering stage um the department of agriculture may authorize an increase or decrease that's kind of a weird thing that oh hey you got to slow down there champ uh a flowering stage in increments of 3000 feet based on market need craft grower capacity and the licensee's history of compliance or non-compliance. So I guess the the decrease makes sense if they're non-compliant or whatever. With a me- yeah. but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. If you get
0: the increase and you're not doing the right thing, you got to decrease. I think that's sure. the way it's supposed to read.
1: Yeah. Right, uh, and that makes sense. Here's the kicker: maximum of fourteen thousand square feet. I'm not an expert, but I've talked to people that profess to be no i'm joking they're uh (laughs) they are uh you know you have to talk to some
0: experts yeah no they legit i know who you're seeing who you've been talking to
1: yeah first of all yeah
0: real quick bro bro, congratulations on everything you've been doing because you've been snapping you got some amazing fucking tommy chong and shit you've been uh, fucking crushing it bro so uh, go ahead though yeah i just want to uh, thank you but i yeah. i'm
1: bad at taking compliments i need to make sure to say thank you so no you're was... fucking
0: crushing it i'm very proud like a father watching his son. like oh man look at the cold man he fucking stepped
1: yep <laughs> hell yeah dude well now that things That's are awesome. getting back to normal because you know i met you right as things were going crazy and i've never really yeah. had the opportunity to even logically say sometime we should sesh because i didn't know when life was going to be normal again Hey, Mike, sometime yeah. we should sesh when I come up to Chicago. So that'd be cool. Anytime, um, bro. But anyways, the the kicker here is a maximum space of 14,000 square feet. I'll let you take it from here, but what I've been led to believe is that that, okay, you're not going to be able to scale up. You're not going to be able to be competitive. Um, and as a result, we're probably going to, I'm just saying, I think we're going to see another sell-off even there. If I mean, if they're set up to not even be able to compete and profit.
0: Of course you're going to see a sell-off there. I mean, you're going to see sell-offs. Yes, you're going to see a sell-off there. Um, Although, uh, well, yes, you're going to see a sell-off there, I can say, because um, for the same thing, people are going to want to sell it to people who can afford to not make money for a while. Yeah. Um, But I also do think that those laws could change as well. like. You just have to be uh seeing everything that has happened so far in the in the in the licensing process, like I said, um I'm just uh surprised that sorry, somebody just pulled up next to me and like left his door open. What the hell? Uh like bro, if that door hit my car, I'm gonna like jump out on you. Um
1: Gonna but, be a live uh, ass kicking no, on the Chillinoi podcast.
0: Dude, I'm trying to tell you, bro, like why would you Leave your door open next to my car. He's
1: like some food, food, He's, hey, some he food delivery. He's yeah. he trusts you. He trusts you, I guess.
0: No, nah, so. I don't trust the. I He's like this dude's got
1: me. He's like this dude's got me. The,
0: yeah, I don't trust the wind. We <laughs> <laughs> had blow his car open. Car door into my car. It's gonna be a problem.
1: I hear what you're um, saying.
0: Um, sorry, but anyway, um, I think that it's gonna be a sell-off because again, same thing. The it's gonna take, it's going to take over a year. From the time that those licenses get awarded, we're talking about cultivation now, it's going to take over a year from that licensee to get product to testing. It's going to take over a year. I do not care. I have no disrespect to anybody. I don't mm-hmm. care who says it's going to take less time. It's going to take a year. Yep. Right. Because I don't care where you grow up right now. If you're not growing in Illinois, it's a different climate. Don't fucking matter where you grow. Yep. You know what I'm saying. I know everybody's gonna do indoor. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. It doesn't matter. You're gonna have to build out new facilities. These are new grow rooms, new everything. It is going to take time to get because even when you don't do put that new ba- that first batch out, those first two batches out, those first two harvests, she's going to be trash. Mm-hmm. It's going to be trash because you. It's a growing curve, a learning curve, I should say, and that's. A growing curve, as you say. You know, uh, and again, I'm not a grower. I just know a few. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I just, I just know that's what it's going to be. So it's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to be able to take that upfront hit because they've already been waiting so long. And um, you know, fucking life circumstances change. You know, like this is a journey that most of us started in. Everybody, I should say, started in 2019. It's 2021 now. You know, we've been through pandemics and all type yep. of bullshit. So a lot of people just don't uh, either have the interest or the funds or the expertise, like I was kind of saying in the thing. And, that's, and that was kind of like my point in that, in that story as well, is that like, well, shit, after a pandemic, I don't know any, how many people still got the money to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, some of the people lost their jobs, you know, or got sick or lost uh, right. a significant other that was providing for them or mm-hmm. had to pay for another person's medical bill. Like, it's all type of shit. You know, it's we live in the world, you know what I'm saying? So, and shit right. happens. So um, I think that those grow licenses are definitely gonna be sold, at least some of them. Some of them are definitely gonna be sold off, uh, which is, I think, another thing, I think I saw you post something about how LaShawn Ford had uh, said that he wanted to introduce a bill where they were going to do more craft grow licenses or something like that like 60 new craft grow. I think so. I saw something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I mean
1: I think it's forty.
0: Yeah, I mean, where is that at, you know? Um, you know, whatever, I, a little too little too late, you know. Um, sure. But uh that yes, that's what's going to happen, um but ultimately I do think that some of those lo- limitations can be changed. I would just rather like like we were kind of saying before. I'd rather just come in and scoop it up after they changed, and it makes sense, and you can actually make money with the licenses.
1: Yeah, I, and I agree with that, you know. And you're that's the that's the business move for sure, you know. But like I was just like the really compar- the comparison I was going to make is like fourteen thousand square feet, and I want to say again that what you just said makes total sense. But fourteen thousand square feet compared to I think I have an idea what Cresco's is, but tell me what Cresco's is. What do you think? I don't know.
0: Maybe 200,000, something like that.
1: There you go. That's what I was thinking
0: too. Yeah. I I don't know if it's or I've heard of 200,000 for some of the big operations. Obviously, Cresco is one of the
1: largest here. So, yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's why I said, I mean, that's why I didn't apply. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, it just didn't make any sense. Also, I'm not a grower, right? I'm a people person. Yeah. I know real estate. I know weed, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not a grower. So I didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be on the uh, people touching side of the business. You know, but while we're talking about all these selling off of licenses, uh, I think that I think the most important thing is that we really get people who get licenses who want to actually work the licenses. That's yeah the, you know, that's I'm the main that. important yep. thing yeah people who actually want to work the license like again in my contract that i have with my partners i have agreed to personally work the licenses so i win licenses i'm not selling them i am working my licenses right, right? i literally already have i will be general manager of any dispensary that license that i win Right. it's already in my contract for at least two years at least yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah. No, at least two years. I It's already written in my contract. That was written in my contract in 2019. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that's what we really need to see. Hopefully we get more cultivators and uh, operators just in general who actually who, who get awarded these licenses, who actually want to work the license. Yep. That's the most important thing. And so that's why I said, you know, if people want to, people win a license and they want to sell, i would just ask them to reach out to please reach out to me because yeah. i will put you in tune at least we can talk some options and i'm not going to try to discourage anybody from doing it i'm not going to try to i don't have anybody in mind right now who i'm thinking yeah. of who you know what i'm saying i just know how this shit works and i know what's going to happen and so i just beg 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 people that if they are thinking about selling the license again you heard it here mm-hmm. first on the chillinois podcast please reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to at least talk to you about some of those options and what that looks like, you know, and and what that license is worth.
1: Hell yeah. So, uh, I guess my, my final whack at this, and this is a multifaceted thing. And then, uh, Mike, if you're still good on time, we're going to talk about something we've never even talked about on the show before. You still good on time. Okay. I'm
0: good.
1: Yeah. Okay, cuz that took a little uh, I we had a really good discussion, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No. We always have to get that get the business so, out the way.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that <laughs> this will continue for a second cuz like I say, what I'm about to say I believe is multifaceted. But I just I am like I've always been a mixed bag on what how we're approaching this, right? And I think everybody has. I don't think anybody's happy. I don't think anybody ever was. Would you yeah. agree? You know, so, um, and it's hard, right? It's, I don't know if I was sitting at the table, how I would do it in the most fair and equitable way. I mean, I think that the, the things that they've come up with are pretty admirable. I see where they're based in good intent, you know, the, the neighborhood thing, right? You, like you say, it doesn't always play out the way that, you know, some of these neighborhoods have changed, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, here here's like it's hard to make this point, but like I just feel like I'm gonna return to Fabian's point, and Fabian's going to be happy if he's listening right now um what we're seeing I think is by design there's so many barriers to entry I mean you talked like set aside the fact there's been a pandemic that and supposedly the licenses have been delayed by that I mean that's expenditures right there, huge expenditures that people that have been disproportionate if like i don't know I'm thinking of. I just feel like those Uh are the type of people that can't take a year off, right? Uh And so, and I know that we didn't plan on having a pandemic, but let's put that aside. How Uh like it costs way too much to have the fucking license in the first place, in my opinion. Like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about like it's crazy when you actually look at, um, the the actual cultivation license. Like, if you were like a, a multi, you know, you had one of the original licenses annual Mm -hmm. cultivation license fee of a hundred thousand dollars the business the the application fee was twenty five thousand dollars, and i think there's some sort of other administrative fee that that i'm not seeing here but um that's not really what i'm talking about i just wanted to bring that up because that's crazy um again barriers to entry like was this really ever designed for anybody like to have i feel like it was it was like Always designed for people with capital. Like there was not this, like, oh, give, give this, you know, this legacy. Because everybody has this idea that our legacy providers, right? That's that's what I call our old plug, our legacy providers. Yeah. They have this yeah. idea that, hey, man, my friend, he's been doing this for years. Why doesn't he get an opportunity? And to a certain extent, if he networks and gets capital, uh he could have that opportunity, right? But like, I don't know. Do you get the point I'm trying to make? That like, yeah. It seemed like this yeah. was pitched as this happy-go-lucky butterflies and rainbows thing, and really yeah. it was never that way.
0: It was never that way, but it's it's two parts to that, right? The first part is that, you know, as a black man, there's always obstacles. Sure. Nothing is easy. It is always a bullshit. <laughs> like, so start there. Uh, I mean,
1: Zoom just turned your camera off. There's another fucking uh, the, obstacle.
0: Uh, no, no, no. We're all good. You. We all good. No, yeah, we're you. good. Sorry about that. Um so uh I thought I thought my shit was on do not disturb. Um but um anyway, um You were so making it was, it was all yeah, it's it's always some bullshit, right? It was always some bullshit. Right? Yeah. It was always some bullshit. Yeah. Um But the thing is that uh you know me you know i can't let that and i should say we shouldn't let something like that stop us from attempting to do anything you can't let like of course there's always all type of hierarchies whether you're talking about uh race or you're talking about class or you're talking about you know what i mean like there's always going to be like you know hurdles from you to getting where you want to go that shouldn't ever stop you from thinking that you can't get it done so that's just initially my mindset. And then the other thing about it is a lot of it is people just have to read, uh, some of the paperwork that gets put out there. Right. And so like in my situation, the way I was able to negotiate a deal with the multi-state operator, right. I tell that story and people are like, they look at me like I'm a wizard. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, honestly, all I did was read the paperwork. And I saw two things. Well, I saw something specific or well, two things i saw two things number one i saw that the retail was coming out before the supply yeah right and then i saw that the state was encouraging the existing operators to cool to help people who qualify so i was like okay huh so the state is telling the existing operators that they have to help somebody who people who qualify and then the state is also having it so that there won't be a supply right other than the existing operators so i that just makes sense to me and then and then add in the the secret sauce is that the uh in-state operators were already reaching out to me to be a brand ambassador for them now that's the sauce right so all i did was say okay well since you can't pay me money write my application for me i said that to them knowing that the paperwork for the licenses already said they had to do that you see what i'm saying so it wasn't like people like, oh wow that was such a brilliant move not really not really <laughs> mm-hmm. all i did was read the fucking paperwork and i saw the opportunity and again when i like i said since they since the company we shall not name Told me that they couldn't pay me money for being a brand ambassador for them. I said, "Okay, well, write my application for me." You know, if you can't pay me money, write my application for me. And I I ended up not doing the deal with them, but that's what let me know that again that that opportunity was possible. Because when I said that to them, I had no fucking idea they was gonna say yes. It was just, it was just, I was like, "Fuck it, you can't do this, do that." And they said yes. when I said yes. I was like, "Holy shit!" (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Fuck."
1: asking right? you shall so, that, receive. so
0: just to just to cap this this off this thought off when you talk about the money that it takes right and the money that it takes to apply mm-hmm. i put in 10 dispensary license uh 10 applications for dispensary licenses right yeah uh that's twenty five hundred dollars per application 10 applications that's twenty five thousand dollars wow my application itself is about 600 pages right? I have all type of experts who wrote, yeah, all type of, you know, secret shit on my shit. That paperwork is valued at $150,000. Okay? Just the application itself has a dollar amount value to it, right, of $150,000. And I got all of that done without paying any of that. I paid my attorney who reviewed my paperwork. And he helped nice. me negotiate my deal. And I so I paid his fees. But those were the only fees I had to pay. So I have 10 applications in. I'm majority owner. I have majority control. I have all type of bells and whistles in my contract um, that I'm very proud of. Um, but I only pay for my attorney fees. And so I only I say all that to yeah. say that yes is fucked up. Right? Yes it's fucked up. But people need to read the fucking paperwork. People need to read their fucking paperwork right. and I don't care what you are doing in this world. I'm a yeah, I'm a realtor. So I'm in the, I read contracts. Right? I, you know, I do <laughs> have that little bit of advantage that I do read contracts and I do negotiate for a living. But read the fucking paperwork. Read the paperwork and you mm-hmm. will see hopefully you will see some of what I have seen into where it made sense. Like I made it so that it was a win-win for my, my it's not like I hustled my partners, right? I I yeah. helped them fulfill the obligations that the state told them they wanted them to do, right? Like, so they're right. like, they're just like me. Like, I don't understand what we did wrong. We did everything that they said we need to do. Like, what's the problem? I'm like, I don't know. What's the problem? Y'all, you know, tell, yeah. you tell me what's the problem. I don't know. You know so i think that's that's just the i think that's the bigger point right is that people just need to uh like i said um and then and then the other thing is to understand your own value and what you bring to an opportunity so that nobody can do some people can do everything by themselves i do not claim to be one of those people i have amazing partners right but what i do have are a couple of specific skill sets that i can bring to certain, you know, partnerships and opportunities and things that I'm a part of, so that it's it's always win win with me. Like I'm always so think like I feel like I gain so much from every partnership I have, even with the MSO that I that I that I partnered with. You know, I I really feel like you know like I have an opportunity, obviously, to make some money, but I also have an opportunity to learn and gain experience and you know what I'm saying? Learn really learn the industry from a side that. You know, I got a fucking multi-billion-dollar fucking partner that I get to talk numbers with. You know what I'm saying? You know right. understand? Like what motivates them? You know, and stuff like that. And this is really interesting to know uh, that type of stuff when it's such a so so early in the industry. So you know, this is something I can look back 20 years from now and be like, oh man, I remember when I was doing this. You know, when I when I put that deal together, and when I you know helped this company put this deal together and put this program together. So I'm really looking right. forward to stuff like that. So, you know, you know, yes, it's fucked up, but so is, you know, again, we were talking about this before we started before we started recording. I work in the real estate mm-hmm. industry as well. I'm a realtor here, and I deal with the some of the same bullshit that we're talking about in the cannabis industry. I deal with in the real estate industry. Right? Yeah. It's it's not uh it's not so it's not new, right? Bullshit exists, but um, like I was telling you also saying before I'm just one of those people where I know it may not sound like it on this uh on this podcast today but I am tired of complaining mm-hmm. and I want to get to some fucking solutions. Like uh, yes. we got to solve some problems. Right. I'm tired of, I know I am tired. I know people want to know what the problem are because people need to understand, you know, and that's what this, sure. that's why you do such a great ser- uh service, Cole, because you help keep people informed, me included, you know, because honestly, I admit that I fell off with my weed travel food posting as much is because especially when it comes to the Illinois industry, so much of this shit is disheartening. You know, me yeah. being so close to it, I get tired. Like sometimes I only want to see that shit.
2: Right. You know, I
0: think uh like and not and it's not even like necessarily bad news, some shit just mm-hmm. pisses me the it pisses me off. When sure. I saw that Illinois did 150 million dollars in sales for the month of April, I have been on. Fire about that number. I don't yeah. know why that shit burned me so. I'm so angry at that. I don't know why yeah. it, it's not even rational. I'm like $150 million in one fucking month. And I know taxes and everything else, 280 E, I know, but still, you know what I'm saying? But still, that shit makes me so fucking angry, yo. And so yeah. um I can't, I even can't like keep up with the news sometimes. Sometimes I don't even want to, you know. I don't want to even like read that i don't even want to post about it i don't want yep. you know, to you know um so no i think you do a great service of keeping people up to date but i'm really to the point where i w- want to focus more on yeah it's solutions. go
1: time right
0: yeah it, yeah it's go time it's time it's time to uh to fix some of these problems and uh, i'm gonna just be aggressive with my approaches and yeah. just uh this is a new industry so i'm gonna fucking help mold it like i'm gonna find out i'm gonna find out what we can do like what's possible like let's stop bullshitting like okay so so like i said now we know things are fucked up right it's a fatal flaw from the beginning (laughs) so now that we know that now what what can we do you know it's like i'm i don't want to keep saying like oh we don't have a supply oh we don't have a supply oh we don't have a supply we know there's no fucking supply sure so now what
1: yeah Yep. exactly well said, man. Well said. <laughs> um, well, hey, you know, I was about to say, uh, you know, preach to the choir. Speaking of preaching and the choir, um, I saw you on uh, – I want to make sure I said say the name right because he's got a new page. trying to get it started to back up, and I wish him the best of luck. He seems like a cool guy. Um, fellowship Bible – I can't, I, For,
0: yeah, I think it was like a 420 fellowship or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bible, if you guys look up fellowship Bible 4, 4, 420, 420 in Bible. a
1: few different, different ways, <laughs> you'll find it. He's out there yeah, preaching the good word. Like
0: 420 Bible. It was like the 420 Bible fellowship or something like yeah,
1: that. So yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the show went the way necessarily he thought it would go, but I thought he was a really good host and you guys had a really good conversation um
0: yeah well i think you know people ask me for you know interview requests and i I have no idea what it is but i say you know sure i you know i I have an idea what it is but um you know i saw the name of his thing i was curious but again i don't shy away from any conversation so Mm -hmm. he wants to have a conversation about the bible and uh you know religious views and stuff like that and you know i have relatively strong views on that i would say and uh so i didn't shy away from it and i don't think yeah you know he i think i don't know how i don't know yeah, where he thought it was gonna go but yeah you know i have
1: (laughs) either way i again i think he was a really great host so shout out to that guy i wish i knew his name um but uh yeah shout out
0: to the big homie
1: yeah he's really really cool in the sense that like usually the conversations that i've had like that with religion and i just want to take we'll take you back to what we're talking about right now but usually when you have a conversation about somebody with that is religious and I'm sure people might be tuning off right now. So folks, we're not mm-hmm. talking about cannabis anymore. Mike, why don't you talk about a uh, plug your It's weed travel food on all social media. Um, weed travel It'll be in the podcast description, folks. If you don't want to hear us talk about religion, here's your warning that we're going to be talking about religion. So, you know, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just right. Full yeah. 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 We
0: travel food. We travel food. Uh, Michael Malcolm. And I promise you, uh yeah I, one thing I always like to say is that I appreciate everybody and I appreciate everybody's like viewpoint you know I've gotten to the point now where uh you know my my, my handle so people ask me <laughs> I was like, why is my to do name? something like that yeah, yeah. oh okay you, you want to I was gonna you say you
1: something? a man of God Mike <laughs> but,
0: yeah, yeah Mike yeah well I am a man of God you know what I'm saying but I also really feel like my name I, I created my name Mike G to God uh years ago really i mean that's like my handle of my fucking video game my my psn handle is mike (laughs) but uh actually i think actually i think it's mike g115 because like that was the original original it might still be that um (laughs) but i think my screen name is mike g2 god but um either way uh you know i created that name because the way i see god you know just so i don't like we don't scare people off i don't think i'm not like not talking crazy the way i see god is that god is is not a like uh, i'm not a religious person even though i grew up in the catholic church and used to be an altar boy uh but i don't see god as like a conscious being that like judges us and like cares whether we like do the right thing or the wrong thing or uh you know i don't think uh God judges us or yeah. wants to be worshiped or anything like that. Like, I, I just think that God is, when I think of God, I think of God as being a part of everything in existence, right? right. God is, so God and God right. was. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, God is the universe itself and everything within it that includes people. And uh, any uh, inanimate objects, so the car that I'm living that I'm sitting in, the phone that I'm talking on, the earbuds in my ear, me, you, that microphone, the smoke you just blew out, the air you just breathed in, the light that we see in each other, the fucking radio waves, that fucking making this shit work right now. I think all of that shit is gone. That's how I look at it, and I yeah. think that God is not a man or a woman. You know, I think like that shit is silly. If it was, it would be a woman. You know what I'm saying? But it, it would not be <laughs> Hell yeah. because the, so I think that I think that the problem with religion is that people. The thing with religion is, is that number one, it all comes from like super old shit, yeah. right? And so you're trying to what what you what I think about religion is I think people uh, trying to. Come to terms with yep. with the environment that is around them.
1: Yeah, they're providing right. themselves some explanations, some stories. Uh, and yeah, I don't, mean to, the, I'm not trying to be like dismissive or, or say anything like condescending. I'm just trying to like, yeah. Anyways, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I mean, you know, people are gonna be up in arms about it anyway. That's all said. It's better off to yep. just be. Yep. What, it is what it is. Like, like, sure. it's like to me. Yeah, it's not. It's people trying to come to terms with their own existence. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's also people trying to function and get through the life that they are currently in. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the third part of that is people, you know, really the first part of that is again, wondering about what happens after they leave. Yes. Right. So those are the three prongs that religion kind of plays with. And so much of that was unknown. 5,000 years ago. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, people now. You know, I grew up in a Catholic church. You know, and uh, I used to be an altar boy, and I went to Catholic grade school. I went to a Catholic high school, and we had religion class all the time. And I used to get into arguments all the time with the with the with the preacher and stuff like that. Even though yeah. everybody liked me in school, but I always sorry, always. I'm still with you? Okay. Yep, yep. Sorry about that. You're I always all right. had my phone. My phone is going up. I always You're had a smart you are, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a smart ass mouth, you know. <laughs> and so, um but I always had questions. You know what I mean? And you know, some of the things that you know, uh you know, I, you know, first it was like silly things, like why do Adam and Eve in the Bible why do they have belly buttons? You know, like I just didn't understand things like that, or you know, just. Uh, you know, things about science. Like I used to be super into science. I still am like a, like a science nerd. I love science and stuff like that. And just learning about, you know, uh, chemistry and just all these other things like that. And I just think that people uh, try, I think I actually feel that people trying to say that they know what God wants for you is actually an insult to God. Because how could you, a human being, try to understand the so-called mind of something that created you. Right. It's like, uh, it's impossible. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't see how that could ever be. Right. And so, yeah. And so like, uh, yeah, like I, I just don't, I just don't get it, you know? And so, but, but I get it now. I get it now because like, I used to be super, like I said, because I was in the church and then I was around a lot of people that were in the church, oh, I had questions and people always push back on me. But, I, I, you know, I kind of freed my, my mind early on in life. Like I was around 10 years old when I started asking questions. I'm like, this shit don't make no sense. Oh, well, because I, I know the point that I was going to make was that people so much go off. Uh, they read something, let's say the Bible, and then they interpret it as if it's meant for them, for their reading. Yeah. Right. So like when Jesus will go out and preach to people and say all these things would happen before I return or all these things you will see or some of you may not die before I return in glory. Like right? Jesus right. actually says that in Mark, I believe. Uh, I mix some of my Bible verses up. I believe it's uh, Mark, one of the verses, uh, chapters of Mark and verses of Mark. Where Jesus talks about how he's going to return in glory. And he says some of these people, some of you before me will not die before i return to glory now if your preacher says that to you in church right he'll say jesus says some of you will not be So yeah some of y'all gonna be alive when jesus come back right right because it says that in the bible but if you read it right and understand again read the fucking paperwork right Mm -hmm. jesus is not talking to you co-reading the bible right he's talking to a group of people right he's talking to an audience it's not you right so when people say because people take a lot of stuff personal jesus said this i'm like he ain't talking to you though Right, (laughs) he wasn't talking to you he was talking to people three thousand years ago two thousand years ago it's not you he's not talking to you right (laughs) you know what i'm saying he's not talking to you and so many people they don't understand like the concept of time and perspective and and, context Context, i mean
1: mean, just the like you say we're talking about christianity christianity specifically right now i mean you were talking about your experience growing up obviously catholicism um but -hmm. yeah like the fact that these documents and I'll, i'll let you continue i just want to interject with this really quick uh these documents are not even really first hand accounts oftentimes. Uh, They're not. And, and so Well the, question, the Bible
0: was written The question the is really written. quick,
1: like would people even accept things that are like you know, think about like tweets and how shit gets crazy nowadays. Like, do you accept I I don't know. Anyways, sorry, you were saying the Bible was written.
0: Well, the Bible was written in the sixteen hundreds. Yep. So Jesus had been dead over fifteen hundred years by that point. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> Like, like it's ridiculous, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, uh, and there's no J, you know, there was no J when Jesus alive, was alive. Like the letter J did not mm. even exist, you know, but you know, whatever. Well, I mean, um, his
1: real name was, uh, Yusuf Ben Yosef, like, uh, yeah, his, ben, a, a, uh, I can't remember exactly where it was Yeah,
0: from. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're right on there. We, but even, we
1: made it white sounding <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know? So it says really white <laughs> yeah. compared to like the I mean, that sounds I'm going to be brash here, maybe huh. on on account of me just being ignorant. Uh, that name sounds uh, Middle Eastern. I don't know how, how exactly. The Perhaps Palestinian. Perhaps Palestinian. Yeah, I, I don't want to. Like I say, folks, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm willing to admit that.
0: Yeah, it sounds a little Palestinianish. Palestinianish to me Nah, You know, I don't know, you know, because those yeah, people. Yeah. But this the, this is the thing. I'll give you even more it doesn't just sound like uh Arabic the stories themselves actually sound very African
1: sure sure yeah well yeah.
0: because because that's where it all came from and that's really the bigger yep. point where and again I'm piss. we're gonna piss every. I'll piss all the religions off or any of the any of the Abrahamic religions yep the uh, they all come from Africa. A lot of those, a lot of those stories, a lot of this stuff, and that includes
1: Islam, at... right?
0: Islam, yes. Yep. Uh, Judaism, yep. Christianity, a lot of that stuff comes from African religions. But you know, with the way that time works and worlds being conquered and yeah. ideas being passed around, the people that win the wars get to claim the prizes, they you know, the and that's why, yeah, exactly. And that's why for the longest time, even now they show white Egyptians as like, you know, but yeah. that's because, but that's because in, uh, 600 BC, the Greeks conquered Egypt, yep. you know, but at that time, Egypt had already been a dynasty had already had dynasties for over 5,000 years. I mean, it was the light of the world for over 5,000 years. And what we, they called the ancient world. Right. That's where. Uh, so and that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. There's a great book called because I know people gonna get mad about the religious thing. Yeah, I was going like, to there's ask there's you
1: great, if you could plug some. Yeah, I know you've been reading. There's a, on great, this. <laughs> there's a
0: great book called Stolen Legacy, Stolen Legacy by George James. And what that book is about is about how Greek philosophy, what we know as Greek philosophy is actually stolen. African philosophy, and he proves it in this book, and he does it in a magnificent way. You know, I mean, he's fantastic and people can just do their research, yep. look up George James, read the reviews, or I don't care where you look at, Amazon, any book uh, review place, read up on George James, who he was, all his credentials right mm-hmm. i mean he got he had three four phd's not just on like uh literature or something like that he had phd's in like greek philosophy and greek history yeah this is a black man This is a black man okay it's a black man he had phd's in greek philosophy and greek history right? And just, and history, like African history, very accomplished, right? And so he breaks it down how people like Socrates, Aristotle, all these people we know, and we accredit to being these Homer, all these great thinkers, (laughs) Right? how all this stuff really came from Africa. And he touches on religion as well, and just kind of speaks on it about, again, timeline. Certain Mm -hmm. things happen in the world, in different parts of the world, like when we don't think about, um, is a little off topic, but we don't even think about things like, um, I don't know if you saw Hamilton.
1: Like the play? You saw Hamilton.
0: Yeah, yeah, the plan. You know what I'm talking about,
1: right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. When all this stuff was going on. Well, other things were happening in the world. Like in America wasn't the only place where people were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, right. Other notable people and things were happening in history during that time period. I'm not going to get into everything, but it's just important to know. Mm-hmm. Right, like again, yeah. people are so uh, they zone in on things, and they're like, okay, well, this is the truth. Whatever I'm Zoom reading right now is the truth, or whatever this person just told me is the truth, or whatever book I'm just reading, no right. what it is, whatever book I just got and I just read. Now that's the truth, right? But you gotta you gotta build on your knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. It's not enough, and that's why I always say like the thing about like any religion, right? Is they only giving you one book to read every fucking week for years. You yeah. reading the same fucking book? That's why I used to tell my mother about her going to church. I'm like, I keep reading the same book every year, though. Yeah. Like, I don't have anything, nothing, you're gonna recite the same thing. Now I'm gonna get back to Christianity a little, a little bit more, you know, indoctrination. You mm-hmm. know, I grew up taking communion, you know? And what is more, if you use the word cultish, yeah. than symbolic than symbolically eating flesh and drinking blood every Sunday?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, like you we just... did
0: that every Sunday.
1: Right. When
0: right. I grew up in church, we actually everybody in the church drank out the same cup. Think about that now. Think <laughs> right. about that now in COVID <laughs> Right? The entire fucking church would drink out the same cup, bro. There's hundreds of people in there. they would come have... up and drink out the same cup. Man.
1: That's nasty.
0: Yeah. That's what that's what religion will do though. Religion yeah. will have you thinking, that's normal. Like, oh yeah, I do that every Sunday. Yes, I symbolically eat flesh and drink blood. i saw I talk to my mother. I'm like, you just wanna symbolically drink blood and eat flesh every Sunday? You think that's a normal thing to do? What if right. I told you that I was gonna start my own church and we're gonna symbolically drink flesh and eat blood? But it's not gonna be Jesus' blood, it's gonna be like my neighbor's. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I think he's a good guy. <laughs>
1: When you put it in you know a different context, it sounds so crazy well, too It's a, it's a little it's,
0: a, it's like people just don't again, people just don't take the time to think into you know what I'm saying like people accept things, and I get it right at the end of the day, that's what I say a lot of people you born into it a lot of people are yep. mine are an autopilot. you do stuff at a young age you're very it's easy to get wrapped up to it it's, uh you know I know people say well, that's all I know. You know, as that's, you know, or yeah. I, well, that's what I always do, as if like that's a justification for things. But I know for some people it is. Like, that's like, well, that's what I, I always do. And that's what I, right. I always do that on Sunday. I'm like, well, do something oh. fucking different. Like, that's not an excuse to keep doing it. <laughs> you that's always my do thing.
1: It. I, I, uh, <laughs> I found, and I'm sure you can relate to this because I identified a lot to your, to your story. So I think, that, you know, this is maybe something that you said, but, um, I found that, it was it was oh, comfortable Cole,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm texting somebody so hold on i just uh...
1: oh no worries no worries um i'm listening now oh okay cool <laughs> i was just making sure uh i you know it's comfortable to continue to go with the ritual it's comfortable to to keep the same routine and not change anything it's comfortable not to have a new book you got to figure out even though i never really figured out the first book you know but that's besides the point um like it's comfortable not to ask questions and challenge people and challenge yourself. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be rash. This is my personal experience for me. I know I'm yeah. speaking in general terms, but I found it, I should say it that way. I found it comfortable because I had asked these questions and you get like a, that's the thing, you know, I just, I was just trying to learn and you get this like aggressive response back, like Are you questioning God. And then it's like, no, I'm, I thought I was allowed to ask questions because you asked if there were any questions you know what I mean? So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I said. I grew up in, uh, I grew up, I went to Catholic grade school, you know? And so, and my, and my grade school was attached to the church that I went mm-hmm. to and my whole family went to this grade school, my whole, uh, and, and we all went to the same church. And the, so the, the priest of the church, the main pastor I should say, of the church used to come and teach
1: religion class, Oh, like, I thought you were going to say once, something else. I thought you were going to say the pastor used to come on my back. Sorry. Bad Catholic joke. Bad uh, Catholic uh, joke. I'm sorry. Well, sorry.
0: well, no, but there was another preacher at the church during the time when I was going there who admitted to molesting some kids at a different Shit. church. Now, I didn't, yeah. No one accused him of doing it at the school or the church that, that he was at at the time when it all came out. Mm-hmm. But he was accused of doing it at another church. And I will never forget. This is actually when I stopped going to church, like when yeah. I was like, no more. Yeah, this is what this will made me say. I can't be in this building anymore because I will never forget that the church, the same church that I'm talking about in the school that I'm talking that I the grade school. I went to and the church that my whole family went to when he came out and admitted that he had molested two boys. The church held a rally for him. And they were like, and I remember I was maybe 13, 14 years old at the time. I will never forget this, though. I was sitting in the church, and I was watching this older Black lady, who I had known all my life, sweet as pie. And she was sitting up there, and she was crying. And she said, we know you didn't do it, Father John. We know you just saying it. Because I guess he had made some type of deal that if he admitted it, he could keep teaching at schools or like keep preaching it like it was so it was wild anyway right and so but I remember her saying we know you're just saying that so that you can stay and keep like teaching and keep you know being a preacher we know you didn't we know you're just like she kept saying it over and over again and I remember just sitting there and I was like wow (laughs) like wow this motherfucker admitted to molesting kids and Either he did it and they don't care or they have that's so fucking brainwashed that they have flipped it to where they don't even believe him. And they think they would still honor a man that admitted to molesting kids, whether he did it or not. Yep. I was like, I can't. I was like 13, 14 years old. I told him I said, I will never go to it i'm just not gonna go to church anymore yeah. you're like you're gonna just be i'm gonna be suspended or on your punishment for the rest of my life because i'm not i'm not going to church like yeah that shit well,
1: was too much yo. i feel bad because i said that joke and it sent you down to when you stopped being religious um and if if you're getting a call no no, no. that is that okay. is not
0: that is not where and where i stopped being religious that or, sorry being,
1: you stopped going to school yeah, i up I, I yeah, wanted to say was, though well, I felt like I cut yeah. I made you skip to the end of the story. You were saying that your family like went to the same school and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't cut you off. You know, even though oh I just yeah, cut
0: yeah, you yeah, off. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no no no, but that's an important that's an important part to make because so it gives people perspective again perspective yeah, like,
1: yeah it's yeah, not that, like I just wanna, be
0: like yeah. like I've seen like I've seen things my entire life when I'm just like I again adults I'm a child and I'm looking at adults like you. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. like, just fucking stupid. I'm like, who are you you are, these are the people in charge? <laughs> right. Right. You're like, oh yeah, it's okay to I remember thinking that again, I was again probably 14 years old, and I'm like, wow, like they are okay. Like they have wrapped they've rationalized it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's okay. Like some of those kids, as long as you can continue pr- being a preacher, like,
1: that's okay. Uh, as long so, as you can keep hosting Sundays, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? As
1: long as you can keep preaching the good word, like yeah. what, keep me comfortable.
0: University? Yeah, keep me Let's like,
1: just not to think about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that.
0: So again, that's kind of like what it is. So again, I was saying what I was saying is that like my entire uh, family went to this uh, Catholic grade school. Yeah. Um, uh, I went there can, uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. And then, really, second grade through eighth grade, Um, and then uh, four years of high school. I went to De La Salle, which is a well-known Catholic. uh, It was an all-boys school at the time when I was going there, and I graduated class of two thousand. And same thing there. I used to be in I I had AP math and English classes when I was at De La Salle, um, and. I never failed a class my entire life. In either, I was also in enrichment classes. I was—I used to. It's this—it's this, it's this uh, program here in Chicago called the High Jump Program, put on by yeah. the Latin School of Chicago, the Latin School of Chicago, which is a very prestigious school here. It's a private school, extremely expensive. It's like sending your kids to your preschooler to college It's like thirty thousand dollars a year <laughs> to send like a, like to like a kindergarten school. there, it's like crazy the tuition and. Uh, And, uh, and, uh, the only class I've ever failed my entire life was my freshman year in high school. I failed religion class. This is after going all grade school through. And then at the time I was actually a liturgical minister. I was actually, I was an altar boy at my, at my church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an altar boy at my church. Sorry, my phone is like it's good. all good, man. What's up? yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's time. um and so it's just one of those things where I I saw a lot, and again, nothing no no one ever touched me, no one ever touched me. My friends, as far as I know, I don't know anybody that's ever yeah. been molested. So it wasn't that type of thing. It was always sure. just the logics behind it. It was mm-hmm. just things I didn't understand. I I like I said, I was always in the science. I I dissected my first animal. I dissected an octopus when I was like ten years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the shared aquarium. I dissected a, a shark. I dissected, you know, I was like uh super into science. I learned about carbon dating
2: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, fossils and things like that when I was a, a kid. So like again, I'm old enough to where they were still telling us that the dinosaurs weren't
2: real. You know right.
0: <laughs> like that's like that's what the preachers and the priests at the schools that I went to used to tell me. They used to tell me that the dinosaurs weren't real. Like dinosaurs aren't real because the Earth is only five years, five, two five thousand years old or something like that. Like they ain't nothing lived thirty million years ago. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so I actually failed. Well, I didn't fail. I got kicked out of the religion class of my yeah. freshman year in high school because I just kept asking questions, and yeah. that was what it was. I kept asking questions to the point where he kicked me out of class. He kicked me out of class and failed me for the entire year. I had AP advanced placement math, science and English classes. But I had wow. to go to summer school for religion.
1: <laughs> You're going to learn that's to be a true. man of God, boy. Yeah, that's a true story.
0: So, that's I said, Mike G to God, I am a man of God. All right, I'm a man of God. I just believe, you know, I'm not even sure if I believe in karma most per se you know I'm, I'm still like those are some a lot of a lot of these things i don't look at it like uh like i have anything figured out some things i still wonder about and i actively i i think that's one of the great things about not yeah. having kids is, is, is because you have the idea you have the opportunity to wonder and to yeah. think about things right here <laughs> yeah, you'll have kids like i i got time to think right and so like things like karma i wonder about karma because i'm like man does everybody have it coming to them or some shit like some shit just happens i truly yeah. believe and some yeah. some shit because i know um i went to indonesia and i'm not sure if it was the i think it was the year after i came back from indonesia i think it was 2016. they had a huge tsunami out there mm-hmm. like 300 400 000 something people died and i yeah. remember thinking is that god's plan people are like oh right. everything is god's plan i'm like is it Man. all those people had to die is that a plan or or shit happens right, right? and you just got to do the best that you can and help as many people as you can you know that's yeah. kind of like we were talking about before I, i'm a big believer if I, if I help enough people then i'll get what i want
2: mm-hmm.
0: if i yeah. help enough people genuinely right. genuinely not not because i think i'm going to get something out of it but generally just help people and i'll help enough people eventually i will get what i want yeah and a lot of times i see that coming true without me even having to ask for it sure right opportunities become presented to me and i was going back to the cannabis thing now i'm teaching at olive harvey right yeah. which is which is a crazy situation i didn't ask for that i didn't apply for that job they reached out to me yeah they reached out to me because you know people like you reach out to me for interviews they know i have a perspective yeah and they know maybe i can share some light on some certain topics <clears throat> and so they asked me to do that. And then ultimately that benefits me.
2: You know what right, I'm saying? Right.
0: Like, so that's a, like, it's a, it's a, it's an endless loop. And I just believe and like, just, you know, I am a, a big, uh, big, uh, like a gratitude person. Yeah. I'm big on, 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 on being grateful. And I don't mean like for anything, uh, monetary or like, like, uh, anything like that, you know, every morning, you know, I, I wake up. And I always do the, like this thing, like, okay, both of my eyes are working. I can feel yeah. all my toes. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. shit is moving. Fuck, you know, okay, good. I didn't die in my sleep last night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a new, I don't know what's going to happen today. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, You know, I. but I know every day that I'm alive, it's another opportunity for me to make my, my dreams come true. hmm you know, what I'm saying oh, okay. every day that I'm alive is another opportunity that I have to make my dreams come true. I'm not like I pray, but I pray to my ancestors. Yeah, I pay. I pray to the people that I know cared about Right, <laughs> you know, said I don't like be like, hey, Jesus, I know you got. 7 billion people asking me for shit, but here's my request. No. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, my You know what I'm saying? That's my grandmother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think about my uncles all the time. You know what I'm saying? I think about my grandfather, who I never met. I think about my great-grandparents who I never met. You know? And I'm like, man, I don't ask them for anything. Only thing I pray for is for my intuition. I pray for my yeah. intuition. right? And I pray that they guide me. And I pray that Things like I pray that my intuition is strong, mm-hmm. you know, saying that that is that is strong, and that my my ancestors guide me. I pray that my intu- my uh intuition is true, so that I'm not paranoid, right? But when I have a gut feeling that it's a you know, it's legit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I feel something, I want it to be solid, good or bad. You know, you all everybody get that feeling in their stomach sometimes when it's like, uh, you yeah. know. Mm, Is that a red flag or a green flag? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. So I want my intuition to be true to me. I don't want to be paranoid. And then I also pray for the courage to listen to it. I pray that it's strong enough so that I hear it. I pray that it's true to me. And then I pray that I have the the courage to listen to that little voice when I do hear it. Right? And that I have the fucking guts to, if it's something that I really want, say like some of those deals that I was working yeah. on that we spoke on before, and I really, really want it, ooh, if I get it with them, because they like the best cultivator and they got the best flower, and that shit would be so fucking dope, you know what I'm saying? But the shit ain't right, you know what I'm saying? If some telling me it ain't right, they not telling me there's nothing wrong, I'm not hearing no, yeah. they're like, yeah, 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 we gonna do it, we gonna do it, but some ain't telling me it ain't right. right. And when you know, like I said, some of those other opportunities, like I said before, just from being a good person, right? Uh, present themselves, and you hear it. You got to listen to something when that tells you, "Man, make that move." Say no. I know you think this is the right thing to do, but switch lanes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I pray for. I don't pray to get my licenses.
2: <laughs> you know, what sure.
0: I I don't think I've prayed for licenses. I might have. I might have prayed i don't know if i prayed to get the license yet. i, I would have to think about that i might have <laughs> though. i pray well i pray though just in general oh shit oh wow that's funny i got a little uh jar here and i my joint flick fell out of my hand and like flipped right, into and it. Landed right 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 into the jar um but yeah what i pray for is like i said my intuition to be solid yeah and just to um be able to um function and more than anything i want to i'm just i'm just grateful for every opportunity that i have so like i said to to live this life yep so i'm so grateful every day to live this life and um you know that's that's all i really think about like that's to me that's my prayer thank you i'm alive (laughs) you know is it alive i can see in color Yep. And I, can that is amazing. I can hear things. I can smell things, bro. I I got sick with COVID last year. I don't know oh, if we man. talked since last year. Yeah, we talked no. since last year? I oh wow. Yeah, I had I had COVID last July. Wow. Um and uh I got better, but when I felt better, my taste and smell went away for a week. And I mean I couldn't taste or smell anything.
1: Well that's was important shocked. to your work. I mean it's bro, I was we travel food.
0: <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah. I was absolutely terrified because I didn't know if or when it was going to come back. Yeah, yeah. It has grateful I'm grateful. It came back, you know, hundred percent, but for a week, about a good week, I could not taste or smell anything. And that was after I felt better. Wow. Bro, I was terrified. Sure. Yeah. Like, I know so some people that
1: came... still haven't gotten it back. So yeah, like you I say, you got to make... wake up and appreciate those good things.
0: I appreciate every little thing. I appreciate you. I appreciate the relationships that I have. I appreciate the people in my life. That's why I, I, when I think about gratitude, like, yeah, I do. I get to do a whole lot of cool shit. But it, even more so, I know amazing people. I know yeah. people who believe all the stuff that I said that I don't believe in and don't really,
2: yeah. you
0: know, have much, you know, need for. But I know people who uh, believe all that stuff. I'm grateful for them yep. because all of them, you know, like and, and that's why I said, like, I really to the point now you know, I used to be on this like mission where I needed to enlighten people and tell people how the shit that they believe in don't really make no sense. I don't know if it's just a maturity, but definitely me traveling and yeah. going to Africa and seeing a lot of the things that I talked about, you know, I always felt was the originator of certain things. Yeah. Right. To see it, to see it firsthand. Right. And to talk to Egyptologists who were there. Who didn't know what my perspective was? Didn't follow right. me on social media, right? So they didn't know what I believe, right? But to, just to talk to them, these are people who went to school for six years. At least the the two that we had, they both went to school for six years to get their Egyptologist license,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, so and so they could actually talk to us about the history, what it means. They could read hieroglyphs. You could explain things to it, and to sit there. And I I was in Egypt for ten days. I traveled around the entire country, right? And went to all these different tombs and all these different temples and saw so much even like I have I got a picture of the original nativity scene you know That's with dope. the mother and the, and the uh, baby and the animals yeah. and the you know the animals and the star and the angels and the wise men the exact same it's on the wall in Egypt and it was written like three four thousand years ago you know what I mean like it's, right. like it's on the wall it's the exact same picture you know so you can so like that took away my need to have to argue with people about sure.
1: things. Yeah, I mean it's because you, you
0: believe believe so believe whatever you want. Like it, like I got so much peace after yeah. going to Egypt and taking my mother and my girlfriend there as well, who both were super religious. They're same thing, Christian and super religious. And um doing that is probably like is always going to be like the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Hell Taking my hell. mother to Egypt and showing her where a lot of that stuff came from that she believes so deeply. And I don't she still goes to church and all this other sure. stuff, but her and my girl, I know subconsciously, it tweaks something in their minds. Yeah. Yeah, it, I know it tweak it tweaks something because it's some shit you just can't deny. It. Like you can't deny it no more. You know, mm-hmm. and it's one thing if you didn't if you never seen it. And that's why I said if you've never seen it, then fine, you know, believe whatever you want. But once right. you see it, it's kind of like, oh shit! Like when when was that made? Oh, wow, that was made five thousand years ago. So five thousand years—that's three thousand BC that was created. Oh wow! So BC is what? Oh, okay. Like oh, okay. What does BC mean? Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, it was <laughs> created three thousand years, three thousand BC. Ah, oh, like oh, so that story came first. Yeah, so then exactly. maybe that story is true then. So maybe you need to be worshiping that guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. are you or maybe, you know, I always look at it like, you know, I tell my mom, you know, when she talks about like um, you know, oh well, you know, the Bible still has great things that you can learn from, and that's a great book. I say, yeah, well, say that so does Aesop Fables. You know Aesop Fables? You know that? Right? No. Like the tortoise. Oh yeah, see I'm a little old. Aesop Fables is an old book. Like you I'm sure you heard of the story of the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. Right? That's where that comes from. Okay. It's a book called Aesop Fables. You know the thing. Like the tortoise yep. kept going, the hare was chilling, right? And the tortoise kept going and then they won the race, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So learn from the story. Nobody's telling you to worship fucking turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Learn the message and then move on. There you go. Move on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there are lessons on. in those don't
1: books, yeah, for there sure.
0: There are lessons in those books, but you don't have to worship right different saints, and now you got to worship the saint and now I got to worship the virgin mary and 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 then it
1: leads to the things that you saw growing up where you just a guy has admitted to something, but you don't, you know, those lines are blurred and you don't accept it. Like that's how far it can go, you know.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that stuff, it wouldn't even make sense right now. If somebody was tell you some of these same stories right now, it wouldn't make sense. Especially now, I'm like, I was always thinking, like, I had a meme, and I want to post it so bad. But again, nowadays, you will get canceled, right? <laughs> yeah. But but it's so easy. But it's a, I have a meme, right, where it's like the Virgin Mary, pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And above it, it says,
1: me too. You know, like, dude, I literally was going to make uh, that point. That's, that's, amazing. Yeah. that's, that's, oh,
0: I, I, yeah, I have the, I'll send it to you. I'm not going to post that. Cause I don't yeah, feel like, yeah. being, you know, sure, I sure. don't, I don't need that shit right now, but it's the truth. Like what people even, are people going to cancel God? Mary was, was, uh, impregnated right. with, against her will. Right. Right. And she was told to live with that.
1: And God, uh, okay? set her, God set her up for a fucking uh, quite a traumatic event there, sacrificing yeah. his child. You know,
0: yeah, like a lot, all of that, right? right. A lot of that, a lot of the things that happen, Again, that's what I say. I'm not gonna get into all the different stories because I could sure, definitely sure. break down. Each, I know my Bible really, really well too, yeah. so I can break down all the different things. Or just like a like an uh, example of when uh, I forget which chapter it is. People can look this up. When Elijah. Uh, was walking to a town when the prophet elijah was walking to the 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 town and uh the kids were laughing at his bald head and then god sent two bears to kill the kids you know because they laughed at elijah's bald head like god killed in that story god kills 42 kids right because they laughed at his at at a man's bald head like is that okay
1: I just think it's funny. Like it's uh God resorts like, to very human tendencies. Like it, he, like we've, it's a man. He's jealous. He, he gets angry. He's, he's jealous. jealous. He's yeah. jealous.
0: Yeah. Like why would God be jealous? That's like me saying, I'm jealous of the birds that I see because they like flying together. Like I'm on a completely different mental. Level. Thank
1: you. Then this is where I yeah. wanted to get like, I am not. And I hope people that have, that maybe you know, I hope people have hung with us this long. Like, and we'll, we'll start to <laughs> wrap up. Cause you know, we've taken a lot of time here. Um, I, the point I was trying to make is, and I hope you've hung with us. Like I said, I don't necessarily not believe in God, but I I can tell you, I don't believe in like Christianity or any specific story. I try to learn what I can from the stories, you know, the good things, but I don't take it as pun intended gospel. Um, right. I think you can't even quantify whatever God is. And it's uh, like you said, an insult to God. To try to say like he's this, he did that, he got angry, so he did this, and like, I and just... he wants
0: you to do this, and he needs your money,
1: right? And God he needs, your, needs money. your money. That's the crazy when people take it that far, and that I don't have to pay taxes <laughs> because I preach the word of God. Like it's like what you, you don't have to pay. Ta- have you uh, folks look that up? There's actually countless depositions online where people do an audit of uh, you know.
0: No 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 no. I got one better for you. It's topical. The PPP loans, yeah. The Catholic Church there got go. billions of dollars in PPP. They don't yeah. pay taxes,
1: right? Why would they get our a tax dollars? These,
0: a lot of these churches got PPP a huge amount, and I, I'm sure it's not only the Catholic or the Christian churches. Other churches, I'm sure, done it. But I know specifically, I saw the story about how yeah. the Catholic Church, in particular, got billions of dollars in PPP. They don't fucking pay taxes,
1: right? Right. Okay. You, sweet.
0: you get me. Oof, I'm getting shit. you all
1: fired up. Well, hey, <laughs> I think we could talk for a long time about this, but I thought that's a good Definitely. note to end on. That we're we're saying basically <laughs> that maybe there's something, but it, you don't even try to quantify it. It's greatness, like, uh, you know, it's it's hard. You, this you,
0: this you is know. what I say, Paul. This is what I tell people. Do what's best for you. Yeah. All right. If that, because that's why I'm at the point now, right? Like I said, I don't have time. I got. All the shit we talked about. I got yep. more than enough shit on my plate. I don't care what you <laughs> worship. Fucking rocks as far sure. as I care.
1: Yeah,
0: I do not care.
1: Right, you worship Dude me. Do what's
0: best for you. People, no, don't worship me. Yeah, you worship Cole. <laughs> don't, don't worship me. Worship Cole. Uh uh. Anyways. worship that Sorry. logo. That Illinois logo. Yeah, because Illinois. Yeah, worship chili. Yep. Well, I can see, I can see you having a whole little mascot with that. Yeah,
1: sending me there. It's uh, a a
0: walking joint, right? What is it?
1: Yeah, he's walking and rolling a joint. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I can see people, people, some people, some people people need that, right? And if it's not religion, it's astrology. Because, bro, I could go in (laughs) on astrology the same way I could go in on religion. Exactly. People with these zodiac sign shit, it irks me to fucking. To the end, of like, because that shit is cultish now, and it's so like, you know, mm-hmm. people ask me like, "What's your zodiac sign?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm a yeah. dinosaur. I'm like, I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm a zebra. I'm a zebra. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm an antelope. <laughs> like, that's what I am. Like, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, a pterodactyl. I don't know. Like, is that not a zodiac? You know, it's all just connecting dots. So, what does it fucking matter? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like, so people are gonna believe in something. Sure. Right. So I just choose to believe in myself. Yep. I believe you should believe, believe in myself and believe in doing the right thing. And I just believe if I do the, the, the right thing and helping enough people, then I'll get what I want. And I don't have to like drink blood or like cut, you know, like, you know, do any. I don't have to do any like uh, uh, rituals. Yeah. Right. Any other other than the one ritual is be grateful. Yep. I'm just grateful. And just thank you. I'm thankful. Like I said, thankful for, to the universe for my existence and everything in it. And that's why I say uh, I'm thankful. My, and, my, and the way I, and I always say my prayers is that I'm thankful for everything I have and everything that I'm about to receive. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my experience. I'm thankful for whatever life I've uh, lived so far and anything that's coming my way. I, whether it's good or bad, I will deal with it. Right. And there will be another day, hopefully, you know, that's, and that's, that's my religion. Gratitude. Mm-hmm.
1: Hell yeah. When you drop some diamonds here, man, I'm going to have to listen back to this podcast. Cause I really <laughs> liked what you were saying about the, having the, in, having the ability to listen to your intuition. I thought that was like really deep and it's something that I've been working on personally. Like, you know that that little voice sometimes in your head that you look back and you're like, man, I should have listened to that. It's like start trying to listen to it, make an effort. Well, it's three, you
0: know? well, it's three, it's more, it's it's more than just uh, it just listening to it because it, it's yeah. not natural for you to necessarily do that, right? And right, right. uh, but what it could be, it could be a couple things. Like I said, I I, I asked for a couple things, three things. I asked for it to be strong, strong, yeah. so I can hear it. Yeah, have it be loud enough so I can hear it. Uh, I, I ask for it to be true to me. I ask for it to not send me off again. I don't want to be paranoid, but I want to be alert, right? I want to have spidey senses, basically. I want spidey right. senses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want spidey. When something happens, I want to, like, go off and like, uh-oh, something is happening, you know what I'm saying, around me in the area. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to have my spidey senses tingling, and I want it to be true to me. I want it to be legit. I don't want to be paranoid. And then the third thing is I just want the courage to... Listen to that voice. Right. So that's my prayer, bro. And I don't tell everybody, I'm telling y'all, you your audience now, but that's some real shit. Like I've told a few people that. And so some of my friends will tell you that I've told them that. Like my real friends will tell you, I've told them that years ago. Like that's my prayer. I pray, I pray those things. And I pray because who do you pray to then? I pray to my ancestors. I was super close to my grandmother, you know, and I think about her all the time. My grandmother's birthday was actually yesterday uh Wednesday, yeah, it was uh just uh the sixteenth. Um uh uh my grandmother passed in two thousand and nine two thousand and eight December oh, two thousand and eight. Yeah. And so yeah. And so um but I still but I still talk to her in my mind and my uncles and all of them. Like I talk to them like man, you know, like I said, yeah. that's who I mentally And that's what I said people are gonna do it with some some people maybe the people who they need to talk to is Allah or, you know, Jesus sure. or to each Buddha. Their- <laughs> or whatever it is, like, but you're gonna to talk to somebody. Yep. i just rather talk to my people. Yep. And that's all. You know, like I said, the shit is all made up anyway. So I to just make up my own shit. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> dude. Know, make up my own shit. I'm gonna just talk to my people there, Like, you know. My grandmother died for me now. Nah, nah, you know what I'm saying? My grandmother lived for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My my grandmother created a foundation for me. You know what I'm saying? So did my uncles. You know, my uncles molded me. You know, so why wouldn't I not ask them for help? You know i always yeah. say i always joke with my with my friends and stuff i'm like oh man my uncles would be so proud of me you know what I'm especially when i'm with a pretty girl you know what <laughs> I, I, I yo it's all with a pretty woman i'm like man my uncle would be so proud hell yeah <laughs> you hell know yeah, what i'm saying bro. like my uncles would be so proud you know what I'm saying like even my uncles uh especially the ones that raised me they they met my girlfriend before uh-huh. all my uncles met my girlfriend they love her because she's beautiful you know what I'm saying? and uh but I always know, like, you know what I'm saying? i saying? look they look at me with her and I know they're proud, you know, saying yeah, of doing all this stuff. And that's what I really think about. Like I know I know my people are proud of me. And that mm-hmm. means more to me than like going to heaven or you know what I'm saying? Like some like, Oh, but don't you wanna enter the kingdom? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? No, I just wanna make my people proud and do the right thing and do whatever I feel is best,
1: you know. Yeah. Well I'm proud to know you, man, and I'm proud to see you pop up in places like the Financial Times and I am proud or I'm happy that uh you're willing to set aside the amount Maybe of time. not after
0: this interview, but you know, maybe this might
1: be I know, I don't think so. I think full context is No, good.
0: no, 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 no. So, yeah, so. i don't care anymore you know what I'm saying? Like, i said like i've been an open book since the very beginning and the shit that i'm saying now is not nothing new and that's why I, like you said i was yep. one dude asked me he was like do you mind if we talk about religion i'm like if you don't i'm like i don't care about that i'm sure. like i will talk that shit. i'm like I'm like are you okay and that's what yeah. i said when, <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? i was like your name i'm like because your name bro i'm like you already like started right hot like me my you know i know mike g the guy people are like Why, he called himself that like yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? i probably could have way more followers i'm sure if my name wasn't mike <laughs> g, the guy. i refuse to change it. <laughs> you know, because yeah, <laughs> it is what it is like fine you know what i'm saying yeah. don't like it you know that's fine too you know but um but yeah man you know um uh no i think um i, I appreciate every all, all your words and like i said man either way I got plans for all of this shit to see all this shit through, and just to put one final cap on the religious thing. You know, one thing I decided to do a few years ago was instead of like talking so much about it, yeah. And my viewpoints, I decided to live my truth. Hell yeah, I decided to live my truth and be like, you know what? I'm gonna stop being out here like, man, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do this. You know what I did instead? Yeah. One of my first, my first really big trips when I started traveling, I went to Egypt. I took my family to Egypt. And I took pictures and videos and all that shit I was talking about, and then I posted right. it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm like here it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So if anybody wants to see any of that, you go on my Instagram at Mike God. You go search my name, Michael Malcolm. Look at my highlights. You will see an Egypt tag. You can see the highlights. I have the nativity scene in there. Hell yeah! That's I have the nativity. Cool. I believe I believe it's saved in my in my uh, in my highlight. I think
1: it is. Either way, folks, uh, not, it's a fucking awesome. It's an awesome reel to watch because you, you. Yeah, can't
0: yeah, a lot. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did some really dope shit in Egypt. And uh, and so, you know, and so that was my thing. I decided to live my truth and instead of just talking about what I know. Because, again, it's cool to talk, like I was saying today, well done is better than well said. Yep. So instead of me talking about what I think and what I know, why don't I just prove to you that what I'm saying is true by living that truth? I'm going to live oh, yeah, my man. truth, and then I'll show you the stuff. Like Instead of being like, oh, man, that shit is written on the walls in Egypt. People will yep. say that shit to you all day, right? People who like, you know, who have read some things, but haven't been like, oh, right? man, that shit is written. How you know? You've never been there, right? Okay. So now I'm going to go. Yeah. So I went there and now I got the thing. So now when I say it's on the walls of Egypt, I dare you who haven't been to challenge me. Right. 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 Hell Same yeah, thing. Like, like if I say people say, oh, well, you're nothing without this believing in this thing. Well, why don't I do something you know what I'm saying? That will show you that that is not true. Why don't I just go and be successful? Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, people will say, you know, like people like, oh, man, I can't follow you because you don't believe in this. OK, well, why don't I get big enough to where you can't ignore me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> right. Like, 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 like. And that's not the point why I did anything like that. But again, that's just living that truth. Sure, right, so sure. where and, uh, I'm sure that it's people who don't follow me because of my religious belief, because I used to be way more vocal about it, right? Yeah. And now they're like, "Oh man, I stopped following him while I blocked him, but now he's on the cover of the Chicago Sun Times." Now he's always in the paper. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? I'm gonna start reading the Chicago. Sometimes, oh, now he's in the Financial Times. I'm gonna start reading yeah. all Chicago news because, and I'm gonna just read only news that comes out of London. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm in the Financial Times. They want the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's living your truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like so, I don't have to. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. All right. I just want to do well for myself and for my partners and for my colleagues. I want my partners and my family and my uh, and my colleagues be proud of me and that's the only thing uh that i worry
1: about hell yeah man well said well this has been a really awesome conversation Bruce, again i'm on fire bro it's been a long ass one to
0: talk to Well, we got yeah get dude i did not two hour. I...
1: this was i mean it would it, it was needed obviously so
0: yeah man i appreciate you as always too
1: yeah dude well um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, always feel free to reach out and share your thoughts and, um, be sure to give, uh, Mike Malcolm your support. Uh, he's a local chill Illinoisan You can follow him at weed travel food, um, weed travel at Mike G Degodd on Instagram, search him up, Michael Malcolm, all the, uh, uh, handles and spelling that's going to be in the podcast description. So you'll be able to find him online.
0: Uh, one thing I do want to say is can people, um, sign up to my class? It's at uh, oh. Olive Harvey. I'm teaching a continuing education class on cannabis yeah. marketing and branding. So
1: Absolutely. you can squeeze that in where, somewhere. <laughs> well, no, I'll put that in there. Uh, where can they like just look up all of that Harvey? Uh, and...
0: OliveHarveyCollege.com. It's a cool. continuing education class. The ca- class is called uh, Cannabis Marketing and Branding. And the first class that I'm teaching starts on July 17th.
1: Okay, cool. uh, No, I'm
0: sorry, July 10th, July 10th.
1: July 10th. Okay. So folks, you heard it yeah, here. Man. Uh, sign up for that. Just look up. Yeah. Cannabis marketing and branding at, uh, you said all of that Harvey, um, all of
0: Harvey college, all of Harvey, sorry.
1: And yep, all of uh, Harvey college. Cool. And
0: in yeah. Chicago is one of the, uh, uh, city of Chicago colleges. So I'm technically, I'm, I'm not even technically, I'm a, uh, city of Chicago employee now
1: because really- i'm teaching
0: at all of hard. i'm te- yeah i don't even know if we talked about that but yeah i'm like uh i yeah. talked a little bit
1: about now. it last time so it's okay, cool yeah, it's I'm cool to up. hear a follow-up of when the uh when the dates are so that people can sign up so
0: yeah july july 10th
1: cool perfect yep. and uh mike you got any final words before we uh head out and get ourselves some dinner and maybe another smoke <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Just thank you. I just want to tell you, I appreciate you. And again, so I, I didn't have any idea, like I said before, that that was, that was your first interview. It makes a lot of sense now, but now <laughs> with a couple of the hiccups I know that you had initially, now it makes sense that that was your first interview. But I'm glad to see, like I said, we powered through it, right? It was an issue. I'm like, fuck it. We'll do it again. We have to do it three times to get it right. We got to do it three times to get it right. You know, but we did it. And I'm just happy to see that you, uh, you know, that you you stuck with it. And like oh, I said, yeah. seeing like some of your guests, I can't believe some of the people that you talk to. I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. Like I want to talk to some of those people. So I think that's, that's really cool, bro. And, um, just keep, I can't wait to see who your next guest is going to be. I can't wait to listen to this back to myself. I'm going to be listening to this. So
1: Hell yeah, man. Well, th- thank you so much again for the kind words. It really means a lot coming from you. Cause I mean, it goes without saying that, that I look up to you and I think a lot of other people, you know, look to you as kind of a, Figurehead in cannabis, whether or not you like it. I don't like to use the word influencer. We've talked about in the past. Um, I think you, you, you know, you're like I like a, thought leader. I like a thought, thought leader. leader. There you go. I just thought, yeah, I'm a awesome. thought
0: leader in this space. Yeah, that's that's yeah. better. Oh, I'm that not is
1: better. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. All right, folks. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll see you next time.
2: Thank Take you, though.